As we approach God's word in scripture and God's word proclaimed, let us do so with prayer, with our prayer for illumination. Let us pray. God of the skies, the stars, the land, we like the Magi are walking toward you. One foot in front of the other, we are walking toward you. It is our very prayer to move your way. So if you can, leave the light on and the front door unlocked, leave a fire in the hearth and food on the stove. And when we start to get lost or doubt our dreams, give us the will to persevere. We are walking toward you, O oh God. So like the parent that throws, open the door. Open the door to us through this scripture. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew. In the second chapter, we will read the first 12 verses. Listen now for a scripture to guide us. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, asking, Where is this? who has been born king of the Jews. For we observe its star at its rising and have come to pay homage. And when King Herod heard this, he was frightened. And all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them, where this Messiah was to be born? Told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophets. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called the wise men and learned from them the exact time that the star had appeared. And then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And they Set out of there and then they the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw that the star had stopped, they were overjoyed. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and made him homage. And then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The movie Angela's Christmas has become a popular family story of 
from the manger and sets out to find him something warm to wear. He calls his wife a stirring town. Once the alarm has sounded, the baby Jesus has been taken from the manger in the square, in the pub, among the church members, and ultimately at her very own home when she is found with the doll-sized wooden baby Jesus. Angela ultimately returns with her mom and her brothers, covertly bringing Jesus back into the church, wrapped in a warm blanket now, to set back into the manger with the Holy Family. But she and her family are caught in the act of returning Jesus, and there is a confrontation there's a priest there trying to maintain sanctity. There's a mother who's just trying to keep her family in, together and in order. And there is a police officer trying to keep order. And there's an innocent girl who's doing what she thinks is right. Jesus was cold, she says. I only took him to warm him up, Angela says. The egregious act of taking something so sacred leaves the priest wanting justice, the mother anxious, and the police officer trying to sort out what had happened. The priest falls for the officer, and he comes to assess the situation, and seeing the anxiety of the family, the girl, her brothers, the frustration of the priest, the officer looks down at Angela and gives her a big wave. Smiles and says in a jovial voice as he writes out a ticket on his bag. Well, I guess you need to go to jail on Christmas Eve for taking one baby Jesus. And the priest, offended, says, This is no laughing matter. And it is not, the officer agrees. Taking a child from her family any night of the year is never a laughing matter. The irony of a six-year-old thief to be taken as Jesus was is not lost on the moment. But a swaddling baby Jesus is returned to the priest after all the places Jesus in the manger once again. And the priest unwraps swaddled baby and finds that Jesus is now dressed in a warm sweater and will not be cold in that cold, dark sanctuary. And unwrapping him, the priest laughs, finally understanding the girl's motivation, her intention, and he laughs a grateful, welcome laugh. Grace can come to us in unexpected ways and in unexpected forms from unexpected people. But are we prepared to receive such grace? And are we prepared to follow it? Life brings to so many contrasting situations. There are good intentions and then there are lesser ones. Too often our expectations of others go to doubt. There are hopes people have and actions done out of despair. There, 
own journey. Many point to the complexities of human experience and human life. One well-known one who goes a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Henry David Thoreau popular, uh, and the popular one-liner, not until we are lost do we find ourselves. There are many like these, like T.S. Eliot who wrote, The Journey Matters More Than the Arrival, and the playwright Henry Miller who wrote, One's Destination is Never a Place, but a New Way of Seeing Things. Once when I was preparing to go on a pilgrimage, woman gave me an article, they have this line that has stayed with me since. The way is made by walking. The language of journey is often used to describe our lives. We look back and we remember our lives lived, we accomplished milestones in careers and graduations in life. We then anticipate for hoped for bright futures. We also recall challenges that we lived through that we this kind of language. And throughout our lives, we made our way by walking this kind of journey. We lose someone close to us who we were not prepared to let go of. Or life ends up somewhere where we do not want to be or did not expect to be or did not prepare to be. And once there, we not know what to do. We may not know who to turn to. But prepare or not, we make our journey. We make our way by walking. Life in all of its varied circumstances can leave us feeling alone, and the Magi are a reminder that we always make our way together. We always make our way in the company of a grace did not plan for or anticipate either. Making the way toward Jesus seems to be what the Gospel of Matthew is focused on. After all the preparation for the birth of Jesus in the Gospel, the actual birth story in the Gospel of Matthew is just a single sentence. More attention following that birth is given the travelers coming from the east, then the birth itself. And what we know from history is that when some group like these magi were traveling, making their journey, they were far from alone as they walked. Those who walked like these magi traveled in caravans. Large groups made their way slowly toward their destination. This group walks this great distance to put themselves right there in the presence of Jesus. Having already experienced this presence in the form of a star. And they follow that star, hoping to then follow the newborn king. And we are introduced to people who are prepared to follow this Messiah, the Messiah. Follow the star, trusting that it will lead them to God with us. And then we are introduced as well to people who follow selfish desires, less than noble motivations, arrogant 
our neighbors. It seems that what we need to continually remind ourselves is why? Why do we follow what we follow and what does it mean to us? We can name many who we follow and why. But then there is this one at the heart of today's scripture. Jesus. And we might say, I follow Jesus because, but that leads us to the question at the heart of this text, right? Why do we follow Jesus? Why do you follow Jesus? Or if you do not, why might you need exploring what it means to follow? Thank you. 
Let God. 